once again big thanks to all of our patron supporters uh, we appreciate the support um, if you like to become a patron and support the podcast you can do that for four pounds a month just go to www.patreon.com forward slash bogeyboyspod or you can access it through the links in our bios and our social media pages and thank you thank you as well to everyone um following us on the socials and following along our journey it's a uh, highly appreciated and also remember there's still discount codes available um so on your first purchase through our cost golf improving discount code you need to start <laughs> calling them we do yeah <laughs> they're working well bogey boys 10 on our cost website and bogey boys 15 for 15 percent off golf with cbd golf cbd yeah and you can access them through the links in our bio also and any, any questions on any of them before you purchase just drop us a dm or drop arcos or golfer cbd a dm also yeah we hope you enjoy today's show And we're live again. Welcome to the Bogey Boys podcast. How are we, mate? I don't know why I get so nervous over that bit, you know. I'm more nervous than you were in the first tee. I'm... Do you know what, right? <laughs> I was just about to say there, right, I've got my whoop on. And look, 65. My heart rate is and what 167 <laughs> on the first tee. <laughs> what an experience, Yeah, like. there it is, look. Absolute spike. You've peaked there, haven't you? Oh, my word. Few more spikes for your treble bogeys. Oh right, my see? god! Yeah, few <laughs> more spikes. Than I wanted to. to do you in. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about it then. What a day! Oh, mate, it was one to tell the grandkids that you've you've done it. So yeah. if my handicap goes up now, <laughs> which it's looking like, <laughs> and I can't get in next year at least. At well, least you've been there. On it, just turning up the whole day, wasn't it? Like even getting Proper there. Set like up. there's you get your scorecard, you get your little number, you cut like. Yeah, I was looking for the bib for you, and I but <laughs> didn't have any. The um, just getting the pro V's on the range, like getting your name called. Yeah, just everything was just. Did that enhance the like, fear? Did it? it? Well, it enhanced the fear, but then looking back at it, it enhanced the experience as well. Do you know what I mean? Of like, that's what it's like. Yeah, you know, that's what the, the boys are feeling on tour. Definitely, yeah, and we got off to a good start as well. well not really, like me too. I went <laughs> on the ninth fairway. <laughs> We got away with that one. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. But once when I was nervous and I, and I was thinking loads and I was I, we were having major conversations over, over every shot. Yeah, yeah. It was all good, wasn't it? Like we were cruising. cruising that's why we put on the clock. <laughs> yeah, we could, Oh my god, yeah. Now that wasn't that that wasn't my fault. That <laughs> that was um, now that was uh, th- we were looking for them two lads' balls, weren't we? On the fifth. Yeah, and it slowed. And then up a bit. Um, that slowed us up, and then we got a penalty. But then everyone gets penalised. We'll come on to that in the birdie, birdie bogey bus section. <laughs> okay, no worries, yeah. Um, but it's once the nerves wore off, that's that's when it all started going wrong, man. When I started stop thinking, yeah, started reacting, getting annoyed with my score. I was only yeah three over, yeah. And then I've made a bad bogey on thirteen because of the uh, wrong club choice by the caddy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk us through this then, right? So what have you got? You've got one, so one two, two, nine. nine and you've got the world right. You've I've got, got the, the world behind you. I know. And you win behind me. You do a lock old duck hook left oh, <laughs> with a pitching yeah. wedge, dead, and that was it. Your, your head just completely fell off. That didn't was it. it. Driver four right onto the thirteenth wedge over. Didn't even speak to you for the next three holes. I, I was just snowballing there. I was saying there's double trouble with the same ball as well. It's, it's embarrassing, isn't it? And then lost, then I lost that ball after 16th tee. Then I was 
we second ball, made a birdie, and then a pad in. So it all finished quite well. <laughs> well the your second ball, yeah. But now it's I, like I was saying to you, like I've got 15, 14 holes of tournament golf in me, but I've got, got no bite, fight, fight back. I think what I, what I know, what I noticed from it was as soon as you hit that bad shot on thirteen. We could even probably go back to 10. Yeah. You sort of just let one or two bad shots because you were one over after nine and level par got into a playoff, didn't it? Yeah. So you've only got nine holes to play. You're more than capable of shooting one under there. Yeah. And then you've gone bogey, bogey, 10, 11, and your head's just completely fell off. I know, but you know what I think it is? It's like Hayden was telling me a couple of weeks ago, and it's like with golf in general, you're, you're constantly spinning plates. So obviously you, you, do, you work on your chipping, you work on your putting, your lag putting goes, you work on your working on that, your long game goes, you're hitting the driver well, your, your irons go, it's like, you put it all together, and I put so much emphasis on staying out the rough, off the tee, and keeping my ball in play, that I for, when I got to my ball, and it was in play, I forgot me swinging to get it to the green. Yeah, but the, <laughs> the rough wasn't that bad though. Just no, they cut the it back actually yeah. a lot, yeah, yeah. I was surprised with that, I wonder if that the rain had anything to do with it, because it would have been well too hard to get out of, I don't actually know what the choice Weird, no, but I think as well, you had a, you said, didn't you? you? Had a practice round a couple of and a it couple was of days like a before, park. and it was like a car park. We spoke about that, didn't we? And it was soft pod. as anything, wasn't it? You could, then, it was yeah, receptive, so it just changed the whole game. Like three, where... three chip shots I hit, didn't I? You was like, landed there. I was thinking, if I landed there, it's go off the back, and I landed a little bit short, just stopped up. And I was yeah. like, what? How's that happened? Yeah, I know, but it's all a learning experience. No, I was it is, proud it was of amazing. Anyway, mate. I was Even proud just seeing Whitaker on the um, on the lead, on the not the leaderboard, like on the starters board, it was him. Oh, it was great. It I was, loved yeah. it, yeah. But it it, the boy, a few of the boys got through, didn't he? Paul Kinnear, um, a lad who Dave's teachers, Christian, Christian and Peter yeah. Scott as well. And a couple Peter. of lads from your place as well, didn't he? Yeah, young Jack got through and uh, George Holland as well. Sick. Both got through and um, they played on the Sunday. Yeah, so looking forward to seeing how everyone does. Uh, yeah, John, I, the lad, two lads we play with got through as well. Yeah, Will, John Carroll and, and Carole, Will, yeah. Simmons, Will Simons, was it? Will Simmons? Yeah, Simmons, Simons, yeah. yeah, one of them. Mikey McKeown. Podcast listener, probably listening now, told me that Charles Wartle and Jamie Donaldson are playing final qualifying <laughs> at West Bank. So I was like, I've told everyone it's going to be tough that with them. You're two spots are gone, aren't they, with them two European tour beasts coming? I've just looked at them, start, they're not even playing. Not playing. What no. is he talking about? <laughs> the big boys do come now, though. That's the, um, the challenge. Art, artisans whisper that. <laughs> yeah, a couple of um, Toby Tree. Toby Tree Mansell's there as well. Not at West Langs, but he's at, at yeah. this stage in qualifying. I think it, it was, who was telling me? I think it's a top. Hollandwell, is it? Yeah, Hollandwell. The top 1500 in the world go straight through to um, final final qualifying. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to do the pre qualifying. But this is two rounds, and then it's only the top three in the day go through from each from each um, to grind, venue. It? Yeah, it is. When you think of the talent, but you know, look at Kinnear there, shot five under. He led the whole day, another one of them. And well, two rounds, yeah. What, five, six under is probably going to do the job, Mate, you think? Can he, we, I shot when I play with Kinnear and he shot five under. When we were having certain tweets afterwards, he said, Hey, three of them, and I'll be in the open. And I was texting there. There's one, one. that's one down. One down, two, one to, down, go, yeah. two to go, yeah. Now we do. We wish them all the best oh, of luck. Dude, yeah, I, good the luck. experience was amazing, mate. Oh, um, boss, wasn't it? it was good to see. I was just gutted that like, your head completely rolled off. I know I turned an average, I could have grinded. I was a 75, then I just turned yeah. into an 82 for just no reason. It was never an 82. Whatsoever. That, no, never know. an 82. But we live and we learn, don't we? we? Do. And that's the main we thing. Do. Um, I think how, how nervous I was and how big that tournament felt. Like, Going to a Northern Order a minute where I'd usually be quite nervous because they're new to me, that hopefully will f- feel a bit of a doddle now. 
Do you know well, what I mean? That's it, yeah. You should learn loads from it. Playing in them outside events, like I was saying last week, it's a different gravy to play in your club comp. So just boss, it's all. It's a good buzz. You meet new people as yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? Straight exactly. away, we're speaking to the lads like that, that we will. met there. He's a beast, isn't he? Yeah, he stripes it. How big, he? how far is he? I know, really good. Even when he got himself out of position, his recovery shots were unreal, weren't he? When and he, he had difference. 267 into the eighth and just put it like 24th and just knocked it in. <laughs> I was like, how have you made 30 there? And I'm struggling for par, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great though what a day unbelievable no what a day what a day we'll be back again next year hopefully that's it well we, yeah of course yeah, yeah. You, i want you to be playing there next year well, as well a, we'll see <laughs> I'm, I'm going the other way that's the problem <laughs> <I> know, yeah <laughs> but on the open qualifying um the rna have announced that the there's extra spots open so the irish open this week um the top three that have not already qualified and not already exempt to play they're going to Get in the open. And ah, so there's loads to play for for like the next two you know, someone pl- someone That's why, in in Mikey's defence, maybe um, Donaldson's pulled out. Yeah, Donaldson and Schwartzel were due to play that, but they're going to try the try the look at the Irish Open instead. You never know. Is Schwartzel even playing the Irish Open? In Mikey's defence, I know Donaldson is definitely yeah million percent. Yeah, talk about other obviously amateurs playing in, in big events. We had the amateur championship. Yeah, a record as well. Uh, Laird Shepherd was eight down. Through the first 17 holes and come back to winning the playoff. Well, the lad in form be all, Mike Manta, who you know, he took he took you to yeah, Wallace. Yeah, yeah. It's his mate who was eight up. Was it? <laughs> and he's he like, my, my mate was eight up in the amateur there, and he's just lost in a playoff. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Has he spoke to him or anything? I think he, he like he he knows him well, like do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if he's like. I haven't really. Asked oh, but I mean, did, did he get any? Did he get any feedback off? Oh no! Do you know no. what? I didn't really pay any attention to it until like I just realised that it was that. It was this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big a big win though. That get oh, you, get Jesus, you some, yeah. get you in the Masters. Yeah, it? yeah. Some major events. That. So there you go. Another talking point I want to come on to before we move on to the the golf that just happened is the Olympics. Yeah, we've got the Olympics um, teams now finalised. This well, I had, I had them. There we go. There we go. Yeah, coming in. The only one change from this list is I know Rafael Cabrera Bale. He's pulled, pulled out, out now. Yeah, Adrian House has come in. What's your whole view on players pulling out? Because remember, we spoke to me a couple of months back about DJ wanting yeah. to prioritize. I know Cabrera Bale has come out and he said, I want to prioritize FedEx and, and things ahead of this. What, what, what do you think? Do you think? I just think. It's what once every four years. So if if you uh, you pump now and you're playing and you've got a chance to win a gold medal, yeah, I think you should go and do it. Yeah. I know DJ can. Has he already got a gold medal? No, because oh, no, uh, Rose won Rose it. Didn't won it? He? Yeah, oh, yeah. Rose Stenson got the silver and Makucha got the bronze. So so all right, then well, DJ hasn't got one then. But going forward, he should really be looking at that, shouldn't he? Yeah, he should. Well, I think I, the way I look at it is because there's no legacy there. The the, the one that was. That Justin Rose one was the first one in like 130 years or something. Um, but so the legacy not, will come, won't Well, that's it? what I'm saying. The legacy yeah. will come, but there's no legacy there now. So I don't know where the priorities lie at the moment because Till Hatton didn't, didn't for one reason or other, didn't play. And that's why Tommy's got in as well, isn't he? Well, I was speaking to um, Finno in the car park the other day for him, and he was saying like Tommy jumped at it. Yeah, and and Finno was even telling Tyrrell to like, you, should, you need to be going for it. You should be. It's a gold medal. Imagine it's a chance to represent. It, yeah. yeah, it's boss. Well, Justin Rose got that players, you? Yeah, well, that's it. The format. I was having a look at the format there. It's a seventy-two hole stroke play event, so it's like any other four-day yeah, tournament. Sixty players. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, there's no cut. Sixty players. Um, it's hosted at the Casa Muyagasi Country Club. Glad you, I'm glad you said that word. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fact check that. Um, forgot that right. Par seventy one, just over seven thousand two hundred yards. They'll be playing, so it's what they used to. It's yeah, it's like a PJ Tour length, isn't it's, it? That's it. They, they, they're going to be playing with the same players. Um, you, you've seen there. There's four Americans in the team, and you 
people may be wondering why that oh, is. Yeah, why is that? So you've got the top 15 ranked players in the world are the ones who qualify. Yeah. You can only have a maximum of four players from each country. So because there's so many stacked in the top 15 from America, the top four ranked players will get in. DJ's decided not to play, so that's why the next four are the ones who take that spot. And then outside of that, it's just the top ranked players outside of the top 15 for each country will then get the will get the call. Ah, I see, right. Mm. Ah. So that's how it works, yeah. But I just thought, you know, it's worth mentioning how the teams are finalised. Um, It'd be good as well, wouldn't yeah. it? Like, it's fun to watch, isn't it? Like, while it's on. Another four-day tournament, yeah. And then the women's is the following week then. But yeah, as far as the pulling out, what would you do? Oh, I'd play. A million yeah, percent. that's it. A yeah, a million percent. percent. Because like, I know, I, I understand maybe what they're saying, concentrate on FedEx points. And obviously he's got... Cabrera Bayo, maybe I can understand his justification, but DJ, he's he's prioritizing. He said, "I'm prioritizing the WGC St Jude and the Open." So, all right, yeah, but it's not the but same. What does, what's Cabrera Bayo talking about? Concentrating on the FedEx. So like I think he just it? wants to he wants to get his card and stay over on. Ah, the, I see. Like he wants to the, in the FedEx ranking. So if uh, he finishes yeah. in the top, so many. Don't mean he's concentrating on taking it down. Well, you never know. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Uh, speaking of the Olympics, right? Have you ever held a medal? No, no. I've, I've held a sil- like a silver one in your hand. How have you, you got hold of that? Victor won one. Victor Nietzsche. Did he? Yeah. yeah, for Nigeria, got a silver medal. Oh yeah, against against Argentina. Yeah, amazing. And he brought it round. I was like, held it. Heavy weight of it. Yeah, it good. Yeah, yeah. Good. Know, have you, did he ever wear them? with you've all got loads on. I can't. How their necks are taken. The <laughs> <laughs> weight of it. But yeah, it's sick. It's boss just to have. You got it forever. Like it's, it's oh, it's million yeah. percent play. Yeah, I think just at the moment, looking at it, you, the fact that the prioritising FedEx points and other tournaments indicates to me that they're not. It reminds me a bit of. Do you know at the beginning of the Ryder Cup when nobody could really be asked? Yeah. And then now it's like a massive event. Uh, it's like yeah, now it's the Olympics is a bit like do a go, don't a go. But I think 20, 30 years' time, 40 years, when we've had 10 of them, and there's a legacy there, everyone will be jumping at, at the opportunity to go. And I think they might regret passing that opportunity up. Yeah, but well, I wonder if, if like, if it was in America, it'd be a different story for DJ if it was around the corner. A million percent. If didn't have to go to Japan. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's the travel, isn't it? It's the jet lag. It's yeah. the getting back and the... Uh, and, and that's what he's saying about the, the tournaments that are, that are being played at, at that time. So it'd be interesting just to who's see. Your, um, who were you fancying winning? Oh, John Ram. Ah, uh, yeah. John Ram. Provide me. Oh, his... shock. Like, we're number one. <laughs> just won US Open champion. Like, come on. Well, provide me still not getting drunk. Did you see the video of him? Oh, when he was drinking the thing and then he hits, hits the golf ball. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, my word. That was unreal. Oh, yeah. Come on. He's some boy, ain't he? Sick, that isn't he? <laughs> still not drinking. I think he's yeah. got a great chance, yeah. Well, I've seen him putting his baby in the in the trophy and everything. Have you seen that one? Yeah, he's yeah. Sick, oh, it's amazing, isn't it? But it just shows how much these type of tournaments means to them because Phil was oh, the same, yeah. driving around with the with the trophy in the in the buggy, wasn't he? When he was tearing up places, talking about it all the time. Now, especially the his first one there that he that he's won, and especially out in the manner that he won it, like from the week before. Like yeah. it's just what a man. It was unbelievable. What a man. What a man. But no, I'm looking forward to it. The no, 29th sure, of July is the date, so I think it's about four weeks. Four weeks away. And then we get to enjoy the Olympics. Another different tournament for us to, to watch. Well, just in case you weren't going to ask me, I fancy Tommy. 
Who do you fancy him? <laughs> I fancy Tommy to take it down. Do you th- yeah, it'd be amazing if he does. Yeah, sick. It'd be so good. Especially with him getting in like that and yeah. like hat and dropping out. No, I don't fancy Tommy. I just think win. Ram wins US Open, Olympic gold medal, Ryder Cup. What a year. You at British Open. Uh, the Open, sorry. <laughs> I know, stop calling it that. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. Right, Travellers Championship. Yeah. I love the finish, me. It was yeah, it was boss tournament all around, wasn't it? Yeah. Harris English, what a what, what a playoff. A port that was though to get in the playoff. And you as you should always want passion. Yeah. You want passion. It he, was that, bad, and that's it? one thing he did give, wasn't it? As soon yeah. as that put went in, it's just right on through. Yeah, loved it. Whose blow up do you reckon was better? Mine or Bubba's? Oh yours. <laughs> <laughs> a million percent yours, yeah. Oh my um, god. But, but like you say, it's one shot, isn't it? We spoke about your shot on 13, didn't we? And then it snowballs. And then your, yeah, and it snowballs. That's exactly Bubba. But Bubba actually got away with loads on 13, didn't he? Like, he hit it down. It just missed, just missed the fairway. It got bounced back on. Then he hit a tree. It bounced just short the green. Makes par. And then his meltdown started. Well, yeah, the same thing happened. He blocked another one on 14. It hits the tree again. Comes down. He could put it because he misses the sprinkler heads. Then doesn't hit it. Then he knocks the next one in the water on 15. And it just went from bad to worse. And he finished, it was a six over in his last five holes. And it's when horrible he, to see as well because he was going for like all sorts of records when he like he'd just come out about his mental health and that and now he's loving golf. Yeah. He's asked Nelly Corder to he does he want to be a mental coach. So they both could have won on the same day. That would have been amazing. And then yeah. he had, it would have been his fourth uh travellers as well. Fourth travellers as well. And I like, think this all stems back to when the driver snapped off the off Well, the I was thinking if the driver snaps he's making birdie, I thought this is a, it's his week. Yeah, it's written in the stars for him, yeah. Like, yeah. It was unbelievable to see that. So normally, if the head the head cracks or the head comes off, but that literally snaps off the shaft. Off, yeah, didn't but it went too, it carried two sixty five. The drive, I know. I think the the head wasn't too far behind it. See how far it went. The, that, Nicola's seen that and she goes, "Oh, look at that! It's pink with bubble on. Why don't you get a pink one with Kevin?" Because <laughs> you don't need like, a three twenty down the middle every time. <laughs> I said, "No, nah, you're all right, love." Yeah. But back to Harrison and uh, Kramer. Yeah, well, interest about Kramer. Um, he went to college with Speed, didn't he? Shared yeah. the house, so it's interesting to see their two journeys as they as they went through similar abilities. If they're playing in the, in the same golf team, well, definitely. Yeah, um, he actually caddied for Speed at the 2011 AT&T at Byron Nelson. Really, really close mates. But then we know Speed's based onto the scene. Kramer's took a sort of a different route. He's won twice on the McKenzie Tour. Uh, and won once on the Corn Ferry Tour, and he's got wins in 16, 17, and 18. So it's interesting to see that. Like He just never got a, to that next level well, we fast enough. Prof- yeah, well, we get on the professional route, don't we? We talk about that steady progression. Some of them get tired of it, money runs out, and they, and they, and they, and they don't carry on, and then others will just keep going and keep going. It, it seems like he's got to a place now where he's done his grind on the, on the, the lower tours, He's got his victories, and now he's reaping the rewards. And he was just so unlucky. A couple of lip outs in the playoff, wasn't he? I know. Mm-hmm. Well, English sort of had the same thing, didn't he? He burst onto the scene when he left college, and then he was thinking he was going to be a world beater. And then I think he he won early on. And he didn't yeah. win for, for years eight, until eight years, wasn't eight it? Years until this year. Yeah. So remember his interview um, when he won the last one that he won, and he was saying about job security. Yeah, it was. And we were you talking know, like about they... Hudson, about Hudson Swafford about it as well, saying it's massive. Like he gets the planners thing. He's got three years job security, so now another win for him. Yeah, it's that's got to set him up, hasn't well, it? Well, he becomes the fifth player now to win twice um, in in this year. Um, obviously, with Cantley, Bryson, Sink, um, and oh, the last one. Um, can't remember who the last one was, but um, he's the only player to win twice in this calendar year, twenty twenty one, because he won the the Kapalua. 
Champions event, didn't he? Yeah. In Hawaii. And then obviously he's won this one today. But I stayed up and watched it, like blinking. My eyes were, were all over the place, like, because it was on late. But I couldn't take my eyes off. It was unbelievable. It was boss, but it just, the way they kept doing the same two holes, like it was a bit... I know, nah. 17 is not exactly easy. No, I know, but that's, well, that's what they were hoping. They were probably hoping that it was going to be... Someone goes in the water. Yeah, yeah it was dealt with, but yeah. it just, you know what I mean, over and over and over. Like, I just think... Constantly holding puts in the in the first five holes, I think, us the first four or five holes, Harris English had held, like, 20 foot of puts, and Kramer Hickok had held, like, 26 foot of puts from, like, six foot. They kept knocking them far past and knocking them knocking in and just like going, for going it, yeah. to the next one. But I agree. I think taking them to somewhere like 15. Yeah. Where there's a it's a it's a risk. That's the risk reward hole. You can drive it onto the greens. So you you're guaranteed the beard. You'll look what and it's done. and it's entertainment for the for the people. Hundred percent, yeah. And they can easily get over there. Why what what you do you not? Well, I it? I've got like a, a little thing about it. I think after it's done, they've done two rounds of the um the two holes that they that they're gonna that are set up by the PJ tour. They should pour the favourite two holes in an envelope have a coin flip and then whoever wins, they go to them two holes and then, so if I pick like one and four, they take us there, we play one, we play four, so I'm to my backyard and then you pick two ah, holes yeah. when you and go to, to that, yeah. I know it's a bit of a logistical nightmare for the cameras and all <laughs> that, but say, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. all you, do you get what I mean? Like, all use on 18, wait there, we're just going to six. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, I, I just thought that it's, it seemed like a good idea. It does sound like a good idea, yeah, but I, I suppose not many go to an eight-hole playoff, no. Judy. I think there was this, the last time there was a seven-hole playoff was back in two thousand and one. Tiger Woods and then Fjordic, yeah. uh, Firestone, yeah. And Tiger, hey, well, Tiger speaking Woods. of playoffs in the the Open qualifying, there was a nineteen-man playoff at, at St. Anne's. Surely 19, they don't go down in a nineteen-ball. 19 well, I seen them in a five-ball. I seen that picture. Like, there was five balls on the green. I was like. Surely 19 shots didn't come into here on the, the round before. I wonder how that... Maybe that's why it took so long. So maybe they do, I don't know, do four or five balls or something. Um, and then what do they, they have to wait at the end for everybody to finish the hole to decide who goes out and then start again? That must be the only way they can do it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, unless, they, yeah, I don't know what the crack is. Because they all have to go out and play, so... Well, at West Anx, it's a bit easy, wasn't it? Because there was an eight-man player, nine-man player for eight spots. Yeah. So but it's, just... I don't know how that works. Just go, whoever gets the lowest score, you don't have to carry on in the playoff until one's out. Oh, imagine making that bogey, man. You'd be devastated, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> well, yeah, I've got so confused after looking into that. What that the playoff format of yeah. that? Yeah, because you're not going to go out to the 19 T shots and yeah. be a nightmare if 19 people at the fairway. <laughs> Just mark that while you this for us. Oh, I'm in a divot now. <laughs> no, no, but I enjoyed did. the travellers. I'm not no, going to. I'm not yeah. going to. I really enjoyed the finish. You got obviously the drivable par four, and then you got the lake. You got the par three, which was causing problems with that tight pin. Then the tight fairway on 17, and then the tight pin on 18. Talking about that tight pin on 18, I really thought we were going to see a carbon copy of Spieth with him being really? his best mate. Where no one he does the he does the jump. Oh, the jump with his back. Yeah, that was the same pin, obviously, and literally the. Pretty much same position in the bunker. I thought if he chips in, he just missed it. I was like, oh, that was just asking to happen. That. Mate, when you're watching that golf, right, and you're watching that course, and you're thinking, all right, there's a couple of low scores out, but 58. Well, yeah, doesn't seem to be out there, does it? No, well, I'm so. I was. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm Jim surprised. Fiore. I'm surprised with 13 under being the winning score because Jim Furyk shot 12 under in one, one round, round there, and that was only five years ago. I know it's crazy, isn't it? So yeah, maybe. I don't know uh, the just reason. You're your hot, you're hot, aren't you're you? hot, you're hot. That's it, yeah. But um, he's up to second in the race to the Bynum. Um, Harris English and up to world number 12. So 
knocking on the Ryder Cup door, isn't he? Of, of course. Because at the beginning of the season, I, I know he won in, um, the, the tournament of champions, but when you're looking at the top 12 American players, you probably put him outside it, wouldn't you, really? But yeah. he's definitely knocking on the door, isn't he? 31. Of course, yeah. A million percent. Yeah. And if you get the captain's picks or whatever, like obviously you've got to count him in, haven't you? I just feel like... Two-time winner. It's yeah. like... Just feel like clutch moment. Just asking for Ricky Fowler to have a captain's pick. Maybe he got oh, his pick in there. Come on! I know. I just, I just feel it going that way. Yeah. Well, because he's not going to make it off his own right, is he? So, yeah, having a character around, well, the, around so the team. No, we'll be Ricky's boss, and he can raise his game, can he? So it is thing. Yeah, but if you've got a man that's won twice, yeah, be a bit a bit of a taste in your mouth, wouldn't it? If that's you didn't it. get in, yeah, Stricker's problem, not ours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we yeah. just talk about it. <laughs> Talking about champions, Nelly. Nelly Corder. I posted something on the story her, there. Frightening her um, statistics lately. Do you think she's the best player on the planet at the minute? Million percent. Like better. So say you've got a match now, John Ram versus Nelly Corder. Same tease. They go out and Well, play. same tease is the problem in it because she's making all these birdies, but she did a thousand yards ahead. They were so... both six eight this week, weren't they? I know the power was slightly different, so they get an extra shot or whatever, but they were both still six eight. I, don't I know. suppose, but if they were, if if the men were playing that Atlanta Athletic Club, they'd be up seven two. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I suppose there's that argument, yeah. But I just when you look at her statistics, she's twenty two years of age. She's just won back to back. By the way, a first major championship. She's now the first American number one since two thousand and fourteen. She's unbelievable, and like I think she's the best player in the world right now on oh, yeah. current form. But yeah, I don't yeah. think that she beat John Ram one on one. No, if the, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's, it's an interesting debate because if you look at the percentage of birdies, I've seen a statistic: thirty-five birdies in seventy-seven holes. That's a percentage of forty-five percent. It doesn't matter what tees you're off. Or how, yeah, but it how does long. though, doesn't it? Because if you're hitting wedging over a seven iron, it's uh, you're more chance of making birdies more with the wedge, isn't it? Well, for, for every player, I, I don't know. I think it's six eight though, and. Six six, you're not always hitting wedging, are yeah. But that 77 holes went back to the week before as well, and that was six five, was it? Yeah, pitch six, and six. <laughs> <laughs> But I had a little look back at the statistics there 200 birdies and nine eagles this season, over 42 rounds of golf. So you can say what you like about your wedge game, but it's that's it's a, around it's about 3.61722 bit holes per birdie. <laughs> But it's a birdie. You've been doing a bit of research. I just, yeah, I just googled, divided <laughs> up. But it's a birdie every three and a half holes, near enough. And this is me point. Madness. This is me point. You know what I mean? She's doing things that, like, this is this is Annika Sorensen stuff. This. Yeah. Yeah, but remember, people come in flashes as well. So I was going like, to say that obviously, speed based on the scene. Remember Rory winning, winning the um, the majors by eight shots, and these things happen. And then slowly they, they go away. Whereas the the legends like your Tiger Woods and your, your Annika Sorensons, they stay around forever. But I'm just thinking, ages on her side, she's now got that first major. She's winning every week. She's up there every week. She's 10th in driving distance on the tour. So she doesn't exactly hit it short. No. The whole, the green in regulation for the whole season, that's 75%. So the, the bar, when you think, when you just think, oh, Tiger, the bar's just too high, isn't it? <laughs> like the bar's well too high. Like We just exclude him. Just he's, think, uh, like, he's, he's in a world of his own. Like Tiger, like Rory coming on the scene, Spieth coming on the scene, doing these amazing things. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is, yeah. They're solid, amazing golfers who are doing amazing things, but then they're just not living up to 
the bar that's been set by Target, which is no. just ridiculous. The bar high. is too high, yeah. There's it's just, too high, isn't yeah, it? it, it is like, he's lowering that, it does, it? yeah. And when you think of the talents as well, like you've got, I know we've talked about their five um, two-time champions on the PJ Tour this season so far, but it is pretty much a different winner. Jason Cockrock was the other one I couldn't oh, think it, of. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Every week. There's a different winner, pretty much. Exactly. So, and competition. Tag was going through spare to win in seven in a row. By seven, though. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Non contest. Some of them are majors <laughs> with a few like travelers through in the back <laughs> for the crack. <laughs> but no, she comes from a very sporty family. I had a little look. I didn't know this about her. I've seen a couple of people posting saying that it's like the family is very sporty. Obviously, we know a sister, don't we, who plays on the LPJ oh, tour with her. Lost little hug when it was a sister. Yeah, she was yeah. going off on one and a sister was coming around. Great relationship. They always yeah. travel together. You see them on the, doing the posts on the Instagram and yeah. things. And, As you would, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But a brother um, plays professional tennis. He's at Wimbledon this week, playing at, is playing at Wimbledon. Yeah. Um, and then mother and father were former professional tennis players as well. A dad actually got to world number two and won the Australian Open, which is amazing. Yeah. So, obviously, Nelly's the first corder now to get to a world number one spot. Uh, see, so, yeah. it'd be a nice, nice bit of banter to take back to the outro, That's wouldn't it? That, yeah. though, wouldn't it? It was a bit disappointing for him. Um, I thought Patty Tavatanica could have, she got shot two over pressure. final round. Yeah. I thought you could have come out with it because she had a 65 or 64 that, yeah. on the Saturday. Yeah. I thought you would have come out got with it. contention. But, Fell it's off. always difficult to go 64-64, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, as with the nine-shot rule, as we know. <laughs> the, um, and Charlie Hall as well, who had a great show in first round. Yeah, and then, time for the lead, or one off, one what? back. I was w- watching an interview, and I, I hired up, I was listening, I was like, and she's like, oh, yeah, how do you feel, one off the lead in a major championship? She's like, oh, yeah, well, I've, I've done well, but I go home on Monday, so I'm really happy about that. And I was just like, she is like exactly what she said on the on the interview. Like, she just loves yeah, me, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? she likes going home, But yeah. like... Think about home on Monday when you're in contention to win a major. It's like it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it does make you question like how the mindset is when she's going into that second round. Exactly. If she's thinking about going home, yeah. But you know, she's she's won on tour before, and the way she's playing, what did she? She had a really good tournament the week before, tied fourteenth. Yeah. I mean, she had two she's, great weeks, hasn't she? Two great weeks, yeah. yeah. So hopefully, the the next big wins around the corner. Oh, she yeah. did say that was one of her goals. So Georgia Hall was the highest finishing English lady. Was she? Yeah. yeah. Did she finish above Charlie? She finished yeah. above Charlie. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, she is a major champion, isn't she? Exactly, yeah. She's quality. So, another great tournament there. And then we move on to the BMW International Open. Victor Hovland. The big boys turn up. The big boys win, don't they? (laughs) There he is, big Victor Hovland there. We ask for him and he uh, he does does deliver. Making history, didn't he, with that as well? First Norwegian to win on the PJ Tour. First Norwegian to win on the European Tour. Unbelievable stuff. Brilliant, isn't it? But yeah, and he's he's not stopping, is he? What impressed me the most, and I'm sure you'll have an, an opinion on this, is his last shot into 18. One shot lead, five wood into that green, and he goes for it. And what what well, see, you're probably thinking I'm gonna say, Well done, stones of steel. that uh, he should be going well, considering for it. last week you were crucifying yeah, Louis Stadium. I'm I'm the other way with him. He you Louis Stadion had nothing to lose apart from coming second or third yeah. in a major, whatever, and he had everything Again. to gain. Well, but he had everything to gain, and he comes second anyway. So he had everything to gain by going for that green. Hovland had everything to lose. Yeah, good. He shout. had a one-shot lead. He's hitting five wood. He could lay up, get your par. You still win by one. Like you went. But that's the winning mentality. No, that's, exactly. That's why which is boss. At the age of what twenty-three, he's already won three times, twice on the PJ Tour, and now once on the European Tour because he's got that mentality where he's like, no. I'm going to go for it. No, that's so what impressed. I mean. Obviously, the, the bad shot's not actually in his mind. And if it did come, um, and he's probably got that mindset, where if it did come to it, and it was him as a Ustazen going into 
the 18th of um, the US Open. He's in the, He's going for it. He's going for it. Yeah, but like, we had, we had a similar scenario on the European tour a couple of weeks back, didn't we? With the uh, Van Dry- Van Thingy Van Drylo, yeah. yeah. And he, he never went for it. He was only two hundred. That wasn't he? And he laid up short. Two yeah, two twenty, and, and, and then long, long was fine. Mm-hmm. Which is I just don't get that. Yeah, but with Hovland, I get. I think he should have just laid off. <laughs> the opposite, yeah. yeah, yeah. Can't win with you, can we? He had everything to lose, man. <laughs> well, fair play to Kymer for applying the pressure. 64. I think by the time Kymer had finished, um, Hovland was on the 13th. And Hovland said, because Kymer waited for him to see the embrace at the end. Yeah, yeah. Where, and they were having a chat about it. And he was like, Oh, I heard the roar. What was your put like on 18? He was like, oh, about 10, 8 foot, 10 foot. Old. And so I heard the roar. He took a look at the leaderboard and he was like, oh, I'm tired for the lead with Kymer here. So fair play to Hovland for him. For grinding it out because he wasn't playing. Maybe, maybe it was Hovland's mentality is because he bogeyed seven, he birdied sixteen, he bogeyed seventeen, didn't he with yeah. three put? Yeah, and he's probably just thinking, I need bit like need birdie to win. Yeah, just the, like the mentality of golfers, just golfers at that level is just unreal. I think that separates the, you know, he's going to be, he's going, he's going to be a, a future major champion. Oh, million percent. His mentality, the way he goes about it, and his golf game. And would the, you say he's a Ryder Cup contender? <laughs> I think he's already in the Ryder Cup team. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he's penciled in regardless. Yeah, yeah. But it's, he, he mentions afterwards that he's his next tournament now is the um, is the Open, and he's cemented his place already in the Olympics. And now he's pretty much certain for the Ryder Cup. So it's a good space to be in going back home after not being home for so not, long. He's not playing the Scottish, is he? Well, maybe it's just yet. <laughs> I don't know why that would be. Yeah, I mean, you think Rolex would, event? You think in British Open prep? It's I don't there's there's links golf in Norway, isn't there? So yeah. he could probably get his practice over there and he probably while just he's wants to chill. Yeah. yeah. Well he's he's over here anyway, so he's acclimatizing to the um to, to the time difference and I stuff. Suppose, it's not like yeah. he's travelling back And I suppose or like money's probably not really the biggest thing on his mind, is it? Like, <laughs> Definitely not, no. Not the way he's playing. He's absolutely smashing it, isn't he? That's it. That's well we, it. we were worried about whether he played, didn't we, with the eye incident with the sand in the eye, I and know, then he turns I, up and wins. It's just like Fair play to the lad. Probably a bit of hypochondriac one at the week before. <laughs> Pulling himself out with a bit of sand in his eye. Get over to Jamie. All post on Instagram with his patch in there. Um, a couple of shout-outs for the, for the lads playing this week here. Matty Baldwin. Shot nine under. He finished tied twenty sixth, and he's he's come on on his Twitter and said that's given him the kick that he needed to get back on the main tour. You know, enjoying himself, making cuts on the European tour. Well, he so- did. He did say that, didn't he? He said that when on the podcast. He said, "I'm not." Where I think I should be, or yeah. where I'd like to be, but I will get back there. So, we'll back there, so nice to see him actually playing European tour because he took a step back to challenge, didn't he, the week before? Well, he's on. He hasn't got a European tour card. That's yeah. He? No, he's got. Why does he chose the, the challenge the week before? No, he's got some European tour stars, ah, which is, is this yeah. one, and then he's playing primarily challenge tour. So I think it's similar to to you and Ferguson. You and Ferguson's got a bit bit, bit of a better category than than, than yeah. Baldwin, but a uh, similar situation. They've got a choice to make. Do we? play challenge and try and finish top 15 and get me cards or do I play European tour and try and get enough money to stay in to get me cards. So it's trying to find that balance because obviously if you get an invite to the European tour, it must be difficult to turn them down. No oh, million percent. Yeah. But one other alumni on the podcast, I want to speak yeah. about Richard Mansley shot seven under. He birdied the last on Friday to make the cut. I um, wonder if Connor looked at him and said, you need a birdie. <laughs> 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 like he says in his interview. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so he finished tied 37, but afterwards, he's, he, on on his Twitter feed, he's come out and he said that his putt has let him down this season, but obviously the rest of his game is where he wants it to be. He's hitting it well, and he thinks when he puts it all together, uh, it's going to be special. So I decided to have a little look 
out of statistics just to see. Um, stat man back again. Bit of a stat man, yeah. You know, you've got me got me motivated for the stats I again. Like so he's 12th in greens in regulation for the week. It's 75%, which is the same percentage as Corey we spoke about before yeah, for the yeah. season. So um it puts it puts that into perspective. And to put that into perspective even more, he hit more greens than Hovland for the week. So we had more birdie chances, but finished 10 shots behind them. So I looked a bit further, distance compared to Hovland, done a bit of compare and contrast. So for the week, Hovland was 309 yards on the average. Mansell was 308. Um, so it looks nothing. as though... Well, Which yeah. is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little pap down there. No, um, I mean between them. Oh, nothing between yeah. them. Yeah, they went not in distance. That's good, it? Like... <laughs> Struggle to get there in two, me. Yeah. Um, but then the big one for me was the stroke gain putting. So Hovland first in strokes gains, you would... You'd see he's going to be somewhere if he if he's winning tournaments. Oh, of course, yeah. But do you know where Mansell was for strokes gained on his putting? Got to be outside the top fifty. Hundred and fifth. Not good enough, is it? Yeah, by his own accord as well. So he yeah. knows that the putting, but what? But it just shows it put, you. It's all about your putting. Tee to green, there. You hit every green, and if you have two putts a hole around, you're going to be nowhere. You're missing cuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know, but I just think he's. Looking at the statistics, we, I didn't. There was not much coverage of Mansell, so I didn't see how he played. But uh, reading between the lines and looking at the stats, he's he's played just as well as the winner there. No, they are. Well, and percent. Knock a few more putts in. So I'm excited to see how he does, and obviously wishing the best of luck. He's playing um, open qualifying uh, tomorrow. So. Hollandwell, isn't it? Hollandwell, yeah. yeah. So we'll um, we'll see how they go. But no, again, unbelievable week of golf. We keep getting um, tournaments after tournaments, don't That's we? That's great, isn't it? There's yeah. a boss little stretch coming up as well, isn't it? We're going to come on to. We're going to come on to the Irish, the Scottish and the, and the Open. The yeah, open, but yeah. moves us nicely onto that time again. It's that time again, y'all. The birdie boogie buzz. The birdie boogie buzz. Birdie boogie buzz. I always forget about that tune because <laughs> when we usually do it, you clip it in after, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> What's your birdie, mate? My birdie is we should be pundits us. Like we've called the winner the last three weeks. I know. I had Harris English this week in the in the order of merit. You had John Ram last week and then I had got a kick out the week before. Unbelievable. We should be pundits. We should be pundits. Say so we should be a pundit, Danny Jones. <laughs> he should be what I, I text him saying, like, what are you what do you do? Like how do you do how are you too much time on his hands? Three hundred points ahead of me. I know. In the order of minute. Like well, what are you ahead of me now? Do we know? We not much, you know. I got two, two. You give me two points this week. <laughs> I'm sure you dock me. Stewards inquiry there yeah. on, the, on the leaderboard. I've had a winner. I've picked the winner the last, two, the last three weeks and I've had like 13 points. Well, the way it works is if you miss, you've had three missed cuts and one winner. So yeah, that cancels it out. Yeah. So yeah. if you pop one wins and the other three missed the cut, you end up with zero points. But yeah. you got two points because one of your players got bonus points. Don't be giving me bonus <laughs> points. One yeah. bonus point. <laughs> But I think I think my boss for in a couple of weeks is going to be the point system needs changing. <laughs> <laughs> Our own one that we made. Yeah. What's your birdie, brother? Um, I don't know if you've seen it. Bubba Watson and his caddy repairing pitch marks for Jason Day. We know, obviously, Day's been struggling with his back big time, hasn't he? Ah, uh, yeah. I wonder um, what he, is that what it was? Yeah, so they're playing, playing together. And I just think that's a good touch. I know we, we speak about the, the Brooks and Bryson thing and how, obviously, you don't like it. I like it. I think it's good for the game. I'd like it if it's real, but I think it's a bit fake. That's yeah, all. Okay, fair enough. We'll come on to Brooks in a minute um, for my bust. But I just think... That's good for the size of the game, but then this is also nah, that's good for a, for a balance. That's boss. You know, to give a good balance, obviously, we spoke last week about the talk on mental health, and it's getting no, talked about more just because Wolf's come out and said something. Then we've got the ladies on the on the LPJ talking about it now as well. So it's great for the game. Uh, it's great for just 
mental health in general. No, it's but possible. obviously just seeing that he's struggling with his back and he's going doing his pitch marks. Just thought that was great to see. And in addition to that as well, when we're talking about obviously the camaraderie with, with players in the in the playoff, uh, English and Hickok, like when a good shot was given, thumbs up, good shot, and after the second playoff, all the fist pumped to say, "Come on, let's go and do it again." And it it's was just a good, though, isn't it? Like, good relationship. They're probably yeah. good mates, aren't they? Around yeah. about the same sort of like level, like always around each other, like same age. This is it. Yeah. So that was me birdie for the week. It's just nah, boss. the other side to the game when we talk Brooks and Bryce, and this is the other side to it, which yeah. gives a good balance. I think. But then, but look, see, they're, they're not getting they're getting a bit of an applaud to have you, but they're not going to get no attention on social media for that. So they're not getting anywhere near that eight million. They would have more of the eight million if they'd had a fight. <laughs> no, like really, that's, though, the, that, problem that's with, the way it is. It's the problem with social media, unfortunately. Uh, no. Yeah, not complaining. No, we're going live on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your bogey? My bogey is the rules of golf again. Oh God, here we go. What's because, happening now? So. On the fifth hole, sixth hole the other day, the referee came up to us, didn't he? Yeah. And was like, you're five minutes behind the uh, schedule, guys. This is an official warning. Yeah, so on the clock. if you're allowed an allotted three minutes to look for your ball and you look for the ball on every hole, surely you're going to be three minutes per hole behind your schedule, aren't you, if you're, yeah. if you're looking? Yeah. So what, what count constitutes as the time you're meant to be there if you're looking for balls and all the, the time? the rough. Was, yeah, exactly. I know the rough was cut down just off the fairway, but people don't hit. Straight shots all the time, so you hit it just a bit off, like you did for the first six holes. We're looking for <laughs> exactly no, really, though. Like, oh, you did three no, off the right. tee or whatever. Like, it's it is, it makes a difference, it does make a difference. And yeah. it happened to Fassie as well in, in the on the LPJ tour. She got a two shot penalty, but she was she helped, did, yeah. it, but it was like a, looking for a um playing partner's balls. And so, like, what do we what do we do to change that then? What what what, what needs to change? I just is think it, if you're looking for balls for three minutes, I think it should just get added on. So yeah. So you're lost, like you get an extra three minutes. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're taking the piss over the shot, is it? Or looking like you know, going back to your bag or reading the green or umming an arm at your caddy. You're looking for balls. The problem is as well is if you don't think you're gonna lose the ball and you don't it's a provisional, it's the walk. Then you're back to the, the thing, well. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. No, I but like you've got the, the RNA fella coming out to us there as if like They've got the, there's meant the spotters on every hole, but but the spotter was half a kip on him when he was <laughs> and he was like he was like oh well I heard something I was like what are you up to? What's <laughs> the point in you? <laughs> Moving on to my bogey, yeah, um, the green books again. So we spoke, we we brought the conversation up, didn't we last Could week? Could have done with one of them on Saturday. You were shite. <laughs> so there's news coming out now that. Um, they're going to ban the green books that are available now because of what's in them, but then you can create your own green book. So you can go and make the so lands. So, yeah. So Faldo made a good point on the commentary to say, well, how are you going to police that? Surely they can just copy and paste it into a yardage book for each of the courses and then just have that ready. And then each time they go and play that course, copy and paste it again. Oh, it's a pain in the ass for the caddy having to do all that work. But it's not going to take the green books away. No, no, exactly, yeah. You're still going to have an element of a green book. So now they're saying, ban the green book, but now they're saying, oh, no, just ban the green books that are available now. All you're doing is taking business off these people who've worked hard to get this formula to, to sell them. It's the RNA making noise to be heard again. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. whoever. The rules, so yeah, it's another rules of golf one. people. <laughs> <laughs> What's your bust? My bust is... How the, just the mental side of golf, like my mental game for the start, yeah, and just how can it make you feel so nervous? 
I know. Like, how can you be that? But you were like, I was, remember I showed you, man. I was like, that. I was like, oh, what's going on? You're, you're quite a fast player. So, and I noticed this on the first hole. You took it, it felt like five minutes. That's mate, probably that, honestly, five minutes behind. Honestly, you took five minutes. Mate, to I was standing over, but you know what happened? You know, you usually just take it away a little bit and it just smooths along the grass. It snagged on something, and I was like, Oh, please don't. Oh, please don't. <laughs> I didn't know what to do, so I was like, "There was two things in my mind. I was like, do not snap up this out of bounds, and do not like fat it and dump it in front it, of you. Yeah. Just do not do any of them two. And the fact that it is as far right was fine because it was airborne and it was okay. It, yeah. I was so, gonna, you know what? I was looking at the two and thinking, this is getting smaller. This head. I'm gonna go back and get me driver. <laughs> but going back, that's one thing that impressed me about John when we played with him. John qualified as driver off Everton. He's yeah, trusted it. Yeah, but he, he owns the Crosby Plate, doesn't he? He keeps the Crosby yeah. Plate in his. <laughs> he does, to be like, fair, yeah. Really... Some boy, isn't he? Yeah, uh, like he, he knows how to play that course. No, but yeah, it's it's all a learning experience. I mean, look, how long's Bubba been playing? Bubba's a multiple champion on the tour three times at that event. He knows the course inside out. Yeah, he's comfortable around there. And then look what happened to him. So exactly, yeah, yeah. So my bus, just to finish the birdie bogey bus for this week, is Brooks Kepke. What about him? Keeps going on about how he struggles to adapt to the regular PJ Tour events. And I just think, like, there's only four majors in a year. Surely the other 20, 30 tournaments that you play every year, you can't not knock it up for every single one. Well, I was he won thinking, the Phoenix. If he's, if he's not up for them, he's not bothered about them. He should just, like Tiger said, he, he only cared about the majors, really. He picked the other ones up as he went. He should really be winning more than, shouldn't he? Well, I think, yeah. Care, you know what I mean? Yeah, care about... Like, Tiger still went to win them tournaments, though. It seems to me as though Brooks is saying, I can't get off for them. Like, that's why I'm not winning them. Yeah, no. I, just don't, I just don't... I think it could be a bit of mind games, that, couldn't he? Maybe. He obviously cares, doesn't he? Like... But he's no, he's making houses, he doesn't, and that's me bust because he's, yeah, making he's not out. that he doesn't care. He's saying he can't get psyched up for them. But I think maybe having the crowd not there and like limited capacity, I think it's like sometimes you watch it on TV and it is flat, isn't it? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. like the bigger ones, like the one he won, has got the um, the 16. stadium all yeah, and, waste and, management, it, yeah. and then he, do you know what I mean? He's chipping in on 17, he went and won it. Like that's a bit of electric, electricity, what he needs, yeah. So maybe yeah, like that, that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what I needed on the first tee. <laughs> 30 deep. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, if there was a crowd there, we'll just pick me ball up, you know, and just got off. What a day. What a day. What a but day. no, birdie bogey bus done for the week. Yeah. Moves us nicely onto a very controversial 1991 Ryder Cup. Yeah. The war on the shore. Yeah. Kiowa Island. Yeah, should be fresh in everyone's, all the listeners' minds, really, shouldn't it? Well, this was the first Ryder Cup to be televised for the whole three days. You've got the biggest controversy since it started. And the when it's on, so it's again, it's the mental game, it's the pressure of, yeah. of golf. Well, this, they talk on this one about, for, for, for better or for worse, being the start of the Ryder Cup as it is today because of everything that went on there. So they say it was like a tense and controversial event um, because the, for, for, for the first instance, they've called it the war on the shore. Yeah. So Was that named after it or before? No, that was the lead up to it. Ah, right. They called it the war See, on the shore. See, that's all so just Americanising the, the whole event, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's that's because it was televised and it was more like the broadcasters and trying to, trying to promote it as this big, big event. And yeah. Like, I think that's now why you've They're got, trying like, to get people outside the golf to watch that. Yeah. I think that's... And it's worked. Do you know what I mean? Well, it, it, it has it worked. Has, yeah. So before the event started, um, they obviously do the gala dinner, don't they? Yeah. Um, so what, what they did was they'd done the big gala dinner and they played a five-minute highlight film for the Europeans. And then when it was time to play the highlight reel for the American team, 
it went on for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So that was like the start of trying to get a bit of bit of things going. Like well, you, you can tell the, the Americans are still at that coverage now. Like you see four seconds of Tommy in a tournament. Or, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like you get keep nothing. Keep off the screen, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then in addition to that, uh, before we come on to how the actual tournament went, went on, one of the limos crashed. Was in an accident. Yeah, I read go- about that. Was, was going home, yeah. Uh, and one of the players got injured because of it. Now that injury meant that uh, when it come to the singles match, David Guilford, who was a rookie for the European team, couldn't play a singles match, and he just decided that, that was going to be a half. Who decides that? Surely they should it's just the rules. let him play if he's there. But don't they have a, a a spare? No, didn't have one because no. he withdrew on the day, so he was too injured to go out and play. Remember, wasn't it? Remember, the, what was that thing about the envelope? If they, withdraw, if, if they withdraw before the tournament, you can bring somebody else on, but if yeah. they withdraw before the tournament, he played and then withdrew for the singles match. Ah, nice. So yeah. then Guildford couldn't play his singles match. So then that game, it was agreed that that was half. There was controversy to say, well, he's played a couple of matches already, so surely he is okay to play. No, of course, yeah. And then they got the half point and then the game finished. It's just like him missing his tea time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit different. Like if I had a limo crash on the way to the luggage language, would I have got a spot or what? <laughs> Just giving a 72 going to the next yeah. day. It was backwards and forwards. And obviously, you know, the story is Seve with the balls, don't you? So, What, were you changing the compressions? Yeah. Well, so, don't, don't you really talking too much smack about Seve, to be honest? Because <laughs> there's another segment coming up in a minute. I would never talk smack about Seve. I love him. My favourite players. But no, yeah, um, Seve and Ollie took on A's and getting chipped back. Um and then there was a bit of confrontation on that when we're getting into the game now because they were using a certain ball for some holes and certain ball for another hole because of the compression. That was a big no-no. Uh, at I'm the not, time. I, like, I know what you're saying about, I'm not saying don't talk smack about Sevi, but Sevi was definitely at that as well. Yeah, money in the tournament. Yeah. yeah. I think, but I don't know whether it was a it was a no-no as in to say it's a gentleman's game, don't do that, play the ball that you're going to play and play a fair, or whether it was an actual rule. Because if it was well, an actual rule and they were doing it, surely they would have got disqualified and lost yeah. the point. I didn't well, look into that, but I know there was. I watched the, I watched the clip from from this Ryder Cup, and they were having a go with each other. Amazing, it actually says, "Yeah, I did change it," but I think it was just more of a as part of the game, right? Well, I know I was speaking to David about this because he was. He said to me, "What ball are you using?" I was like, "Whatever's in my back to me." <laughs> it's one ball rule. I was like, "Oh yeah." And then I remember this fella, John Mason, told me that it all come about because of Seve in, in the Ryder Cup. So it was changed then. But David reckons that since he was doing his PJ that they've just brought out the one-ball rule. The one-ball rule? Yeah. Yeah, maybe they have changed that because of this. Because maybe it wasn't a rule. If it was a rule and you had to use one ball and you couldn't change it because of wind in your face, winds or So if you're into spin. wind, you're a distance ball and if you're down the wind, you're something softer. Or if you've got a shorter part three and you want a more of a spinner ball or less spinning ball, yeah. you know, so you can get certain distances. So um, that was that was part of the controversy. There was there was kickoffs over that. And then, um, yeah, it obviously it ended with the Americans winning 14 and a half to 13 and a half. So you take that half a point into consideration from the game that couldn't get played. And then there's the controversy with the balls. And then in addition to that, cool. Mark Kalkovecchia. Yeah. So Kalkovecchia was then playing Monty in the singles. And it was going into the singles, it was a tie. So Monty is playing Kalkovecchia and Kalkovecchia is five up with five to play. Yeah, yeah. So he's five up with five to play, and then he loses a couple of holes, and then on seventeen, Monty hits it in the water. And in the interview afterwards, Monty's like, 
you know, that's it. I think the game's over. And then Calcavecchia does like a top shank and it's like a skimmer right along the water. Monty knocks us onto the green, two puts, makes a five. And Calcavecchia hits his put and he's like two foot away. And Monty was like, I was just about to give him it. And I decided, no, I'm not going to give him it. And he goes on to miss it. And then Monty gets him down 18 and beats him down 18. So then it. And it's, if he's, he obviously, like, it was a bad error by him and it's a personal woe or whatever, but he's a bit of a baby about it, wasn't he? <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> well, he, he didn't join the team for the celebrations afterwards. No, he went in there and got really upset over it. Yeah, went to the beach and got really upset. People were trying to console him and say, look, we've won the Ryder Cup. And he's like, I can't believe I've just done that. And he was really, it really hit him. Do you know what I mean? He's... Similar to you when you come off. Where yeah, I <laughs> cry. I'm like, come on, let's go and have a pint. And you're like, no, no, I can't handle golf anymore. Oh, no, he's give up. <laughs> but then but... obviously the, the the way it finished was 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 unreal as well. Langa, the putt, 10 foot on 18 to, to tie it at 14 apiece. And if he would have held it, obviously, because it was Europe's Ryder Cup, because they drew the last one and won the one. Previous, he would have retained it, yeah, and he missed the putt. Um, but so all a, that it shouldn't have even come to that when you look at looking back there, should it? Well, this is why it's so controversial, and that's where the the um, the fans as well played a massive part because the American fans with like all the chanting starts at this point, USA uh. and the America, the European fans there were singing like the football style song, if you were saying so. It's sort of this Ryder Cup that was televised that was. It was advertised as a war on the shore. There was controversy beforehand. There was controversy while it was happening. The fans were getting involved. I think that this one seems to me as though it was the catalyst for what we see today. Yeah, for like the the Ryder Cup being the Ryder Cup, the Ryder Cup being yeah. the Ryder Cup. Yeah. So it's another it's another story of the rookies as well because the you the Europe have brought five rookies and USA have brought three. Whereas the last couple that Europe have won, there's been the less rookies, team. been more experienced, the same yeah. sort of team. So it's it just shows you again that experience does experience pay off, doesn't pay it? Dividends, yeah, definitely, so. definitely. But now another good Ryder Cup. Now no, course, um, brings yeah. us nicely onto our newest segment, doesn't it? Anyone that's been following our pod um, since the beginning will know that we have done a generational goat debate, didn't we, Kev? We did. Every ten years, uh, we pick two players, and then obviously you picked one, I had one, and then we just give the statistics, and we we picked the winner. Um, thanks to Mikey McEwen, another shout out for Mikey. Um, well, you've got one bad shout-out, one good shout-out. One good shout-out, yeah, makes up for it. We've got the geographical goat debate now, so anyone who follows us on the social media will see um, that we've gone for Spain. Well, people were messaging in saying, what about Seve, what about Varden, what about this? And we were like, well, we, did, we didn't do them. What about player? What about... Oh, like, yeah, so we, like, there's right, only so many. You can there's only so many to do. So January, now yeah. if we do, we're going to start with Spain and we're going to do Seve versus Sergio. And a lot of people were messaging in as well saying that they should have done Ram, but... He hasn't really got that. He hasn't got, yeah, that's he what I mean. He hasn't got goat status yet, has he? No. He's unbelievable and he's won what he's won, but he's just getting started. He's got the ability to be the no, best No, he ever. will. He, no, definitely. So, 100%. Uh, but we'll we'll definitely see who's the best f- from this perspective as well. So do you want to go first? Do you want me I'll to go, go first, yeah. I'll yeah. go first. Um, Severiano Ballesterios Sota was born, obviously, in Spain, in Pedrina, Ped- Spain, 1957, and he was the youngest of five sons. Did you know that? So his dad had five kids, one died in childhood, and all the others went on to become professional golfers. Did they? Yeah. So Seve got an, um, a three-iron given to him of his older brother, Manuel. Yeah. And that's where you always get the stories about Seve playing the shots, and he used to go onto the beach and play. He's going to say off the sand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Manuel Ballesteros finished the top 100 on the European Tour Order of Merit every year from 1972 to 1983. So he was obviously a player yeah. as well in his own right. 
know that's what I mean, yeah. And um, then he become Ballesteros' or Seve's Ballesteros' manager and his other two brothers, Vincente and Bal... Baldomero, Baldomero were also pros, but never got anywhere near the level of obviously Didn't, them two. Yeah. Um, he turned pro 1974, age 16, and based on the scene, 1976, um, and finished second at the Open at Birkdale. And he was leading after the third round, so he flew onto know, the scene. Yeah. He's been the world number one on and off over a um, couple of years period for 61 weeks, which is. Solid no effort. mean feat, is it? Solid effort, yeah. Um, then he had a bit of beef when he went over to the PGA Tour. Remember, we, we spoke about it in one we of the... Did, was it yeah. one of the Ryder Cups, was it? Yeah, we did, yeah. He went over in um, 1983, and he in the 1984 season, he played 15 tournaments, which is the minimal allowed for a golfer with a part-time membership. And then the following season, he only played nine tournaments, and then he was subsequently suspended by the tour for failing to meet his commitment. Well, yeah, and we wasn't that about the? It was about the money, wasn't it? We did. He... We spoke about it in the Ryder Cup segment, yeah, because he missed out on one, and it was because they were given money over to your likes of your Lee Trevino's to come over and play on yeah. the European tour. And Sevy was like, "I'm the household name on the European tour. I want to get paid for it." And there was a bit of a an argument over that, and it, it led to um, Sevy. Jimmy, yeah, go on. And he so he just did, that's why he cup. didn't play, and then now then, then they suspended him, yeah, and then they suspended him, yeah. So, obviously, before we get on to his like his what he's won on his stats, just to sway the vote my way, a few little <laughs> boss stories. There's a story in the 1990s that Seve, where his uh, coach Marco Grady went out and buried his clubs in the Arizona desert, saying that he was burying his clubs and he was rebuilding a fresh start and all on a fresh note, and he was coming back, and that's that's what he was going to do. And then in 2006. Sevy got uh, speaking to a reporter and he said it never happened. It was just a publicity stunt to get the press off our backs that they made up. So they, <laughs> because they were talking about the new coach, they made yeah. this whole thing up. So then the press would run with that. So then they could just chill in and, so and work, get on, with work it, yeah. on what they were doing. Yeah. Brilliant. So I was like, go straight away. <laughs> and then, um, can't argue when he's, he's coming down one of the holes, can't remember what tournament it was in, and he needs to make birdie to win. And then he's stuck up against the tree, and there's a hole like a, um, a thingy hole in the ground. Well, he's like a burrow. A, a burrow, yeah, but he's like that's another thing on the rules of golf, burrowing animal, like what? Like he's like a, like it's a dog hole. Why can't it? Why can't you get a drop? It's a, it's, it's something made. It's not part of the course, is it? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so the fellas, uh, the rules official who's telling the stories, looking around and you can't find any like droppings because usually they have droppings when they when they when the burrowing. And he put his hand under, and it was the most tense part of the tournament. It was he was there for twenty minutes, and Sevy put his hand on his shoulder. and was like, watch out, it might bite. Because <laughs> he had his hand in the hole, like that. He was like, even at that sort of tense moment, Sevy still cracking jokes. And you compare that to Bryson now, and he's saying there's rabbit droppings there. No, there's, there's ants. Ants. That yeah, was like, it, yeah. I'm in danger or something. <laughs> yeah, come on. Levels. And then another one when he's playing Nick Price, he says to Billy Foster, his caddy, um, "Is any food in the bag?" And he gives him a um, a fruitcake, and Sevy eats it. And then to top of Price's backswing, he chokes on, on it, you know, purposely or whatever. But like no one's ever you could have been purposely. One, no? Yeah, yeah, he chokes on it, and then he gets the ref over. He's like, like let him play it again. It's in a match. I don't know if it's in the ride a couple. It's it's in just a match play anyway. He's like, let him play it again. Let him play it again. And the ref's like, no. And then Price is like, no, no, look, it was my. It didn't put me off. What we'll play it. Put it in. He duffed it into a bunker. Chips it out. Ten footer. Sevy offers him to half the hole before he goes in the bunker, offers it to half it. Chips out to 10 foot. Billy Foster says, give him that putt. And he goes, no, no, I offered him once. Now I'm, 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 I want to beat him. Sevy two putts and he misses the putt and he wins the hole. <laughs> <Did he? laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so I was just like, oh, that's great. That, you Unbelievable know. story there. But um, so you say that Seve is your favourite player, don't you? He is, yeah. So we're going to do a little... Him and Tiger. A little, it's, um, it's, it's a good toss-up. On, uh, on Seve's achievements here, we're going to do a little quiz to see how much you know about him. Oh, God. So <laughs> we look like a fraud now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so he's won the European Order of Merit how many times? Six. Yes. <laughs> you've definitely Googled this, haven't you? You've looked at me notes and Googled Nothing to do with me there. Um, I'm a big fan. He was the first European to win the Masters at 23, and then his record was broke by who? Tiger Woods? Yeah. Of course. That was an easy one. My other favourite one. Um, how many professional wins did he have, Seve? 64. 50. 50. Yeah. Um, how many majors did he win? Four. Five. Three British Opens, two at Lytham, Lytham and one at St Andrews and two Masters. And to top all that off to why he is the gen, the geographical goat, he stole his Masters jackets. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the only person to own the Masters. That When you win the Masters, your jacket stays at, at, yeah, yeah, yeah. at Augusta, but he's stole both of them. Did he keep he, he them stole both? one at the time. Didn't any player do that? The Gary player done it as well, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. He stole one at the time, at 1983, when he won it, and then he went back in 2007 at his last Masters and robbed his second um, Masters jacket. They're going to be a tough man to beat, definitely. Gangster. Right, Sergio Gar Garcia. So he grew up in a small village uh, of about 2,500 people. Uh, his home golf course was situated at the top of a mountain in like a valley, it's only three miles from his home. I've played um, it. What? I've played it. Have you, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We, like? When we, oh no, when, yeah, we played it on the day after the tournament. Remember, the, the Myers Co used to go. Is that where? Is that that that's course? That, that's that course, yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Castellon Masters, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have. Remember, it was up in the hills. Nadal plays as well. Yeah, yeah. Plays with them, yeah. yeah Do you yeah. remember that? Is that that one? Yeah, that's that. Oh, yeah. I've been there. I, yeah. played, I didn't play it though. No, no, we played, played it on the Monday. Did you play it on the Monday? Yeah, yeah. I never played it. So yeah, going back to his, his small town. So uh, it's quite a unique little town we've been. <laughs> 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 um, so. What what's so what reason I'm telling that story about the about obviously the little town and everything is Sergio's father Victor was uh, he was a former European tour player himself um he turned to a club pro and he introduced Sergio to the game obviously and that was the course where he was the club pro but Sergio's mother used to work in the shop as well uh, so right. while he was given lessons his mum would work in the shop and Sergio would just play and his dad would teach him um and obviously destined to be a star he won his club championship. At the age of 12, beating all the adults. Well, Gross, yeah. And uh, that was the same age that he first beat his dad. And his, his dad, Victor, came out in, in an interview and said that uh, that was the time I knew he was he was going to be like a superstar no, as such. Yeah. He, he burst into, onto the scene um, 15 years old, becoming the youngest ever player to make a cut on the European tour. Um, then in 1999, um, he won um, his first professional event, just age 19, in his sixth start. Sick, that. Um, and then later that year, do you remember the PJ Championship? Yeah, when, Tiger, he's, when he hits that, he hit shot, that he runs out, runs up, yeah, runs up, yeah. up the hill. Yeah, so obviously, him, we always know, don't we? Him and Tiger, it, we, we thought that was going to be the they had like a little bit of a not beef, but a little bit it of it was a good rivalry. One, I mean, the, yeah. after that tournament to finish, you see them embracing the hug and that, but I think from there, like Tiger just went to another levels, didn't he? So, I think. <laughs> I think so, yeah. 2000 was quite a good year, I think. <laughs> um, two years later then, age 21, uh, he wins his first PJ Tour victory um, at Colonial. He beats Phil Nicholson there 
And obviously then you've got to remember at this stage in his career, he's going head to head with Tiger Woods. So take Tiger Woods out the equation and potentially he's one of the best ever. All right. <laughs> All right. Is that winning my argument? No. Um, he did then win at the 2008 players. Yeah. That was so that was, his big, that was his biggest win to date. Um, and then from 2008 again, he took another dip in form um, and then didn't win nothing until the 2012 Wyndham Championship. So um, I know they were meant to be, it's the GOAT debate, we're meant to be big and say, but it's his putting in it that's let him down his whole life, the, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's always Eyes been closed, different grips, looking at the whole yeah, He's the tried pressure, everything, he? The pressure. Yeah. One thing I will st- say about him, though, he's stuck around because, um, percent, yeah. considering what he's done, he spent a total of 450 weeks in the top 10 in his career, never reached world number one. Um, he's won a total of 36 international tournaments as a professional. He's the highest Ryder Cup point scorer in history yeah. with 25.5 points in nine Ryder Cups. And um, after his win last year at the Sanderson Farms, um, that now means he's won a PGA Tour event in a total of three decades. Sick, that. And to add to all that, he's also won the 2017 Masters. No, it was boss. So, no, he's a, he's a sick man, anybody. He's no savvy, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he is no Seve. I've got to give you that one. I think you, we put the vote out previous and everyone was everyone saying Seve. Yeah. It's a difficult one because as as much as Sergio could have challenged Seve, it was his put on that let him down. Yeah. Whereas whereas Seve was the opposite. Seve was a magician, wasn't he? Yeah. Everything about his short game was unreal. Maybe you should have saved uh, Sergio for the nearly goat debate then. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, Maybe next time. Do you know what you're talking about that that tournament that we played in in the Castellan Masters in Spain. Yeah. Well, Nadal come over and then um, Fanny Suders, remember her, Stenson's caddy? It was yeah, on yeah. Faldo's yeah. bag. She got ill and then they said, does anyone want a caddy for Stenson? And I was like, I'll caddy for Stenson. That's got the genuine buzzing. And then they said, Nadal's coming now. Does anyone want a caddy for Nadal? And I was like, I'll caddy for Nadal. <laughs> does anyone want Stenson? <laughs> so give up Stenson, give it, took Nadal's. And then we were walking, and then he had he come late in a helicopter. You gave up Stenson's bag. Yeah. You're joking. And then the Dal came in a helicopter straight away. Adam buzzing. I was like, Rafa, how are you late? There's no traffic up there, man. And he's like, ha ha. <laughs> was, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, lovely. There's got him on side. I have a little buzz with Rafa and the at the time, thinking, what is going on? This is unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? And then on like the fourth hole or fifth hole, Sergio's dad just came and like stood in my way and like took his back. Like, he had a power card. He took his power card and just like walked off with the bag. And I was like, what the fuck? Stole, stole bag yeah, yeah. No and then way. he's like, he's like, you can stay and like, and I'm, I could stay inside the ropes, like, but he, I just had to like watch, watch. For oh. <laughs> I was like, what? And then Nadal, Is that why you didn't want Sergio, you wanted Sevi. <laughs> yeah, and then Nadal was saying, he's like, I'll sort you out at the end with a bit of money or whatever. And then there was that many people at the end that he ran and jumped into a helicopter. So you didn't get paid? No. So <laughs> Nadal owes me money if you see him. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I've never heard that story I've before. I've never heard that, no. I mustn't have been there that year when you went. No, that was um, 2004 that, or 2005. No, yeah. I come the year later, didn't I? Do you know what? I've still actually got Sergio's signed glove and his ball. I always carry it in my bag. Yeah? Yeah. Brilliant. Sick. Great story. No, that's boss, that. It was boss, yeah. So, if you're so the, who if owes you money, Victor? Nadal, well, Victor owes me something and Nadal owes me <laughs> at least 50 euros. That's the worst case scenario, that giving up Stenson's bag. I and know, then, I know. And gutted. then getting Nadal's bag taken off you. Ah, oh, well. Ah, oh, well. Right, 
some golf to review this week. We've yeah. got two tournaments to review. We'll go for the Rocket Mortgage Open first because we're going to do our picks on the Irish Open and the European Tour uh, this week. Do you reckon this Rocket Mortgages were called something else before December won and then they called it Rocket because <laughs> Chambo, it's Rocket Serene? <laughs> or was it always that? It's always that. Well, it's, only a third, it's only its third edition as, as this tournament um, at the Detroit Golf Club. It's a par 72. 7,370 yards. So Big undies, that. I don't know, the scoring's par 72, remember? So that's not really that big. You can't just slap an extra 300 yards on and give an extra shot to it. Yeah, I suppose, oh, I suppose you can, actually. It's yeah. only one drive, isn't it? Interesting story, and what I think is the, the standout story of this, this whole tournament, 63-year-old Jeff Roth. Uh, he's a PJ professional. Uh, he's going to be playing in the field. He's a PJ professional, as I said, there from Michigan. So each year they do the Michigan PJ Professional Championship. Oh, right. And the winner of that start. tournament gets a start in this yeah. event. So he won it back in 2019. But then last year, they said, no, there's no exemptions this year. It's just uh, just players on the tour getting in. So uh, that meant he lost his space. But then there was a big, um, there was a big vote around it and said, no, look, we need Jeff Roth to play 63 years old. Do you know how many times he's won as a professional? No. Few Never even heard of him. No, 70 times he's won. Has he? Yes. What, like, like Shaq Lady? Like all, like, I different think he's the P- American Shaq Lady. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> Let's get him on. Let's get him on. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. So um, he's a member of the Michigan Hall of Fame after winning 70 professionals. Of course, as you would. It says, yeah. Unbelievable. But like you mentioned there, defending champ Bryson DeChambeau. Finished um, strong last year as well, didn't he? If, if I remember rightly. Well, this is his first win after he came back after lockdown. Ah, uh, when pounds he had a, heavier, a, a yeah. big, big bulk up. This is the big one, thinking how is he going to perform? And he came and he won this. Um, finished birdie, birdie, birdie. Shoot 23 under par. Um, well, the cut was four under last year. So 23 under par, and it's that sort of length. Mad that, isn't it? I think. Well, when looking at the looking at the course, it's very tree line front line, but back line is just wide open. So it's just a bomb and a chip, bomb and a chip, and I think that's suited Bryson perfect, and probably why he's decided to play again given the schedule that's coming up. Well, if he's defending champ, like you. Got to have you really? Yeah, he's got to turn I'll actually. be going playing the Irish Open, can you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's someone else. I've done, yeah. yeah, got to give it a go. Yeah. Oh, that's it. No, but there's a um, good field, though, isn't it? Mm. Looking at it, very good. Yeah, some other notables in the field. Matty Armas there, isn't he? Yeah, big Ricky Fowler. He needs big a win, he? Yeah, he, Ricky Fowler. He could do with a win. Definitely do with a win. Yeah. Is okay. he in the open? Fowler. We have to look at that. We have to look is into he, that. Is he in the open? I'm not sure. You know, so I'm he not could sure whether he is. If he wins, he get in. He gets in the open. He's come he? over to. Yeah, yeah. If he wins, yeah. If yeah. He, I think he's um he's coming over for the Scottish Open. I don't know. I think he's the top ten in the Scottish Open who haven't yeah. already qualified to get into the Open. So that's his way in. Uh, that's his last chance, really, isn't it? Yeah. Not he's not coming over for final qualifying at West Langs tomorrow. No, think, with Charles. But Lord's he did up. do qualifying for the US <laughs> Open, didn't he? That's why I'm asking. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like you know what I mean. He did. He did indeed. Yeah, but with the with the restrictions and that, you're not going to get many of them over there. No. But um, yeah, Kramer Hickok as well. Be interesting to see how he gets on after this disappointment where he lets that go and he can just continue with his form because he's in it well, isn't he? Well, you see these people come second, like, and they, like, Fina, where's Fina gone? Has he stopped playing? <laughs> I haven't seen his name on the leaderboard. He seems to be struggling, doesn't he? I know. Yeah, it's he crazy. seems to be struggling a lot. But, and then Phil Mickelson, he's making his debut here in the tournament. So Sick. it is a stacked field. I'm looking forward to watching it. I like the birdie fests. Uh, not all the time, but I like the birdie fests. Like, it seems like a bit of a Northern Trust type tournament this way. You um, could get 30s. Yeah, it? you can get 30s. I with that length, though. Well, I, I hope so, because like, that's good entertainment, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. No, looking forward to it. And then the only other um, tournament, then, the, the main event. 
Well, you, your main event because you've switched the you've switched the pots up. My you? decision for it to yeah. be the main event, like yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. For the anyone ba- wondering, if when we're posting the uh, pots, Locko's moved it to the European tour this week. With was... reason, no. With yeah, with reason, good reason, though. but with reason we've got with no warning. <laughs> <laughs> Just an executive decision being made. <laughs> made. We've yeah. got the uh, Dubai Duty Free Irish Open this week, and then we've got Scottish Open, and then we've got the Open. So I think yeah. it's good to just do a, a triple event. No, uh, it is not good. To the open, it is yeah. boss. We've got all the superstars coming over. Um, in particular, Rory's coming home, isn't he? Um, yeah. Shane Lowry's coming home. Tommy. Tommy's there, Kaima, after his runner-up um, last week. He's there as well. And we've got Richard Bland and Marcus Armitage back after their efforts on the US Open. And then all the other regulars are there as well. Yeah, sick. The Mount Juliet Estate at, in Thomastown, Kilkenny. Yeah. My granddad's from Kilkenny. Is he, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough, just a random one in there for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to say about that. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> uh, 7,250 yards, so it's a lot shorter, isn't it? But again, prize fund, European Tour prize fund again, doing doing well, us in. Well, what's interesting on this one is 3 million euros is the pace on this one. But two years ago, when John Ram won in 2019... And he won in 17 as well. This was a Rolex series event. Yeah, 7 million. I was wondering why there was 7, 7 million. million yeah. So I don't know the reason. I can't remember the reason why that um, that's being taken off. But this is going to be a bit more of a um, bit more of a test. This probably this why, why he hasn't bothered, isn't it? Like I'm thinking I've just won a couple of million. For, I'm not going to play for 100 grand. <laughs> He's still on over, I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely still on well, over. I, yeah. I hope he is. Anyway. I hope he is too, yeah. Um, last year's winner, John Catlin, come from out of nowhere, which was interesting because John Randon the same. Catlin shot a 64 and had to wait a couple of groups to come in uh, before eventually winning. And then Ram done exactly the same. He shot a 62 in the final round in, in, in 2019 to, to yeah. claim his victory. So um, it's never over to the It all over. depends on the weather, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. That's a big Like factor. with these next three weeks, it's all weather dependent, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and this isn't, this isn't a link style course. This is an inland course. This sort of yeah. gets wet. But I mean, that's what I mean. If it gets wet, if it's the weather in Ireland, that's it's seven two never good, well. is it? That weather, that's 7-2 might as well be 7-5 if it's wet. Yeah, because pitching, it's just plugging. It's just, it's not going to get no movement at all yet. So it's good to see the guys back on, on the tour. And then next week, we've got the Scottish Open, like we say, and uh, there's a pack feel for that because that's a, that's a Lynx course and getting ready for the, the big one at for the, the Open. The at the open yeah. yeah, so again, more more boss tournaments. Look forward to, really. I can't Much wait more to boss watching it. Love when there's two boss tournaments, you can watch the European Tour and then you can get right into the PJ Tour in the night. Like, yeah. you know, it's sick. And that's why I always say, like, it's good to get the superstars over to the European Tour because it's going to, Increase the paces because of sponsorship, but it's also going to give you a bit more entertainment. Because look at Hovland coming over this week and winning. One, That's what yeah. you want to see. And Kaima chasing them. It's like two superstars in the game, and your eyes appealed on it then. But then when your eyes appealed on it, you've got whoever's finishing third, fourth, fifth, and sixth players that you might not know. You get to watch them, and yeah, you know, it's that's that's how they get a bit of a. But I mean, you feel like Hovland's just like if he's playing that well, he probably could have won on the PJ tour. So he's doing himself out of pocket, isn't he? It is, but he's never won on the European Tour, so that's a tick. No, it is a good tick. Now, but, like, you could have a tick or you could have, like, loads of dough. <laughs> <laughs> what you want. <laughs> but uh, moving on to the picks, then. The picks. Who you're, um, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? I went first last time. Go on, let's have you four. Between us, the last three weeks, we've been going well, and I'm going to yeah. go for Martin Carmen to go one better. One better. Yeah. One, go on. Um, Pablo Larazabal. He had a great show. He did, yeah. He's doing very well, yeah. He nearly had the bogey boy's blessing because he had a little bit of chat with him, didn't he? And he then had he, he uh, went out and was flying. Him, yeah. Marcus Kinnold and Oliver Fisher. 
Mr. 59, Oliver Fisher. Yeah. Lovely. I've gone for... No, we spoke, didn't we, about like the first five events. Four of them were South African winners. Oh, yeah. I've just picked a South African from each pot. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've gone with a bit of madness. Like, like, gone with uh, a bit nice. of madness, yeah. So You've dropped the stats. I have dropped the stats. I've gone for it. Based on the fact that it might be wet, so distance is key. Wilco Nainabar. Nice. He's had a good bit of experience over in America now when he's come back. Um, winner this year on tour, Daniel Van Tonde in pot two. Yeah. Uh, pot three, Xander Lombard. And then pot four, Hayden Poteus. Nice. So just gone for the South African um, group in there. So hopefully that'll give me a bit of bit of luck. I just as long as I don't finish bottom and I can start catching you, I'll be happy. That's it. <laughs> we need to back them this week, though. Speaking of South Africans, when I was looking at the open qualifying thing at West Lanks, there's a South African called uh, Wilco Ells. wonder if that's any relation to I've seen that, whether Ernie. that's Ernie's, yeah. yeah, maybe. We'll have a so. look, fact check that. Not look that up now. No, I only seen him five minutes ago. <laughs> five minutes before we come on. There we go. We'll find out. That can be one of the we fact will. checks. Um, no, so again, looking forward to it. A bit of a longer podcast than, than usual. So it was. Yeah. Uh, thanks for bearing with us. Anyone who's who's watching still there? <laughs> Could just be me, me, you, and Ian. <laughs> but no, we appreciate everyone tuning in. And again, if for those who, who are not tuning in, you'll get this on the audios every Tuesday. And I did put out there that it was going to be on YouTube. For anyone that was looking on YouTube, but we've had a few technical difficulties again, so we'll get that sorted for next week. Apologies, we yeah. But until next time, as always, enjoy your golf and we will see you all soon. Ciao.